I'm Mark Ficciani. Welcome to Forge Your Path. To see the type of impact he's been able to have on the lives of his athletes is really inspiring. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Forge Your Path podcast, episode number 46 here coming at you. And this is a great weekend for me because it's Super Bowl Sunday coming up tomorrow. I'm recording this on Saturday and yeah, even though I'm a Giants fan and my team is not in it by any stretch of the imagination, I'm still fired up because I love football. It's always been my favorite sport ever since I was a kid. And yeah, even though wrestling was such a more significant part of my life after competing in middle school, competing in high school, going on to wrestle in college, and then coaching for 15 years, that was the sport I was most involved with. But football was always my first love. Always enjoyed the game. And so as a kid, I remember, man, I used to wake up, you know, we're going way back to the 70s here. I'm going to age myself. When I was five years old, six years old, they used to run all these half hour specials. And maybe it was, it might've been Steve Sable. Maybe it was John Facenda, the voice of God, they used to call him. And they would run these great half hour recaps. They would start early and they would go all the way through to the current Super Bowl. And man, at that time, I don't even know where we were at. Maybe we were at Super Bowl 13 or 14. I kind of lost count. But I remember distinctly waking up early. I'd, I'd sit there under the covers and I'd watch, uh, you know, the recap of Steelers versus Vikings or, uh, you know, the, the Jets famous Super Bowl win and Super Bowl three. And they go all the way through. And I'd sit there for hours and hours on the couch. So even though my team is out of it and we're at Super Bowl 58, I still love the game. And while the halftime show and the commercials and all the nonsense that goes on around it are not necessarily my cup of tea, I can still appreciate it because it's the biggest sporting event in the world. And uh, even though it's morphed over time and it may not have that essence of the game it used to, I still love it. And I, I still get fired up for this weekend. So I thought for for this particular episode, why not take a look at the two leaders? Look, I'm a leadership guy, so I love thinking about the people in charge. Let's take a look at Amy Reed. Let's take a look at Kyle Shanahan. And what lessons can we take from them? Because each of them have had significant success in their careers. Amy Reed going for Super Bowl number three. Kyle Shanahan going for Super Bowl number one. Uh, this will be his second appearance. But these men have accomplished a lot in the sport. And I think it's great to take a look at those different lessons we can impart from them based on their highs and lows and talk about it here today as something that is a takeaway for me. And hopefully in listening, it's a takeaway for you. Uh, because I think this applies in multiple different scenarios. So let's jump in and celebrate these two coaches and three lessons we can talk about. So lesson number one, keep your foot on the gas. I know for me, when I think about many different aspects of my life, effort, 
preparation and and really attacking something at the beginning, especially when I'm starting out, is essential. It's it's part of my formula that helps me feel as though I'm on the path to win. But then let's say success comes. And the success might be as a student, maybe academically, it was earning some good grades. Wrestling, maybe it was winning matches or even in the middle of a match, having a big lead. Um, in sales, I've seen this often as well in leading a team that you get out to a hot start and maybe you have a great week or a great second week and talking to different individuals, they're pretty happy about their month. And, uh, and you, feel, you feel bulletproof. You feel invincible that you can do no wrong. And there's, there's nothing like that. And I love the electricity that goes with that. But I noticed there's also something that happens with that. Sometimes when you're having success like that, the tendency is to back off. You have this little bit of entitlement and you think, you know what? I'm good. I've arrived. I don't have to keep putting in that extra 10% effort or focus or intentionality to get to the mark. Like I'm here. I've made it. So what happens? You take your foot off the gas, you might back off a little bit, and then all of a sudden, maybe it doesn't show up that day, maybe it doesn't even show up that week or even that month, but there's gonna be a lag effect. And now, all of a sudden, you realize, hey, the hours or the effort or the actions I wasn't taking are gonna hit me on the other side. And that's a painful place to be because now you're suddenly having to dig yourself out of a hole or you're suddenly having to put extra effort in just to get back to where you were. And that can be a difficult thing. So I can definitely tell you for sure if you're in a wrestling match, you're in a competition that, yeah, you know what? Sometimes if you're up 12 or 13, nothing, you're going to get that one last tilt or that one last takedown, and you're going to get the technical fall. But there's also those times when you go to sleep a little bit, and especially in a wrestling match, man, you snooze for a second, you get thrown to your back or you get reversed and pinned. And so uh, it can be a very cruel awakening to have somebody flip the script like that. Kyle Shanahan knows this better than anybody because lo and behold, he was part of the process, and he was one of the architects of what I feel was the worst collapse in Super Bowl history. And if you, if you saw the game, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Super Bowl 51, Falcons versus Patriots, and Kyle Shanahan's the offensive coordinator. And the game is pretty unbelievable. It's actually kind of a snoozer because it's third quarter, Falcons are dismantling the Patriots. I mean, they have nothing going on. They're flat. Tom Brady uh, does not look invincible. He looks pretty pedestrian. They got a 28-3 lead. And Matt Ryan and the Falcons are just mowing them down. So they've got the ball inside the Patriots' 30. I feel like it might even have been on like the 25. And they're going for another score that essentially is going to ice the game. Up 28-3. And they're about to go up a minimum of 
four scores, four touchdowns. If they kick the field goal to go up 31-3, they punch it in the end zone, 35-3, the game's over. So what happens? They call a conservative play on first down, a run. They lose a couple of yards. And then they call another conservative play, another run. And not only do they lose a yard, they get hit for holding. The focus isn't there. Now you lose 10 yards. Now on third down, Kyle Shanahan calls a pass play, but the line breaks down, they get sacked, and now it happens. Out of field goal range, and you have to punt. So a magnificent opportunity to really put this game away gets flushed down the toilet. What happens? Well, if you watch the game, Patriots get the ball back. They get a quick score. Now they've, they've unleashed the Kraken. The beast is awakened. You can see Tom Brady firing people up on the sideline. They are ready to go. And they rally. They put their foot on the gas. And then the game goes to overtime and the Patriots win. So clearly, clearly, I'm talking a wrestling match, ball game, whether it's an academic setting or, yeah, in sales. When you're really busting it and you're, you're crushing it during a month, or you're really making your quarter, keep your foot on the gas. It's not about being reckless. It's simply about staying appropriately aggressive to make sure that your intentionality is there. Because what got you there, what got you on the hot streak, what got you to that 28 to three lead, you've got to be able to continue. Because as soon as you start looking over your shoulder and you play too conservative or you play not to lose, that's when the momentum shifts, and you lose all that acceleration you got to get you to that point. So certainly lesson number one, keep your foot on the gas. Lesson number two, stick to your strengths. Stick to your strengths. So how does this apply a little bit? Well, Andy Reid can probably tell you this better than anybody. And I mean, this guy, he's just got an unbelievable resume. You look at what he did in his 14 years at the Eagles, it was pretty incredible. He's got nine playoff seasons with that team, and they were a pretty abysmal franchise. Uh, and I know that because watching growing up as a Giants fan, I loved going to pound the Eagles. They were an easy win in the 80s. In the 90s, um, that dynamic changed at the end of it going into the 2000s when Andy Reid took over. And suddenly, they were a formidable team four consecutive NFC Championship game appearances, Super Bowl appearance where they lose the Patriots. But what happened was, as Andy Reid kept building his coaching credibility, uh, the big knock on him was he couldn't win the big one, which is oftentimes what you're going to hear from uh, people talking about sports until that first one happens. And Andy Reid had an amazing cadre of coaches he assembled amazing talent around him, which is what I think great leaders do. They know they don't have to do it all by themselves. However, one challenge was the following. At a certain point, Andy Reid was convinced of the idea that he thought he needed to delegate everything. So he gave up what was his most prized talent. He is a genius at offensive play call. He is an offensive guru. So 
he delegated the play calling to one of his assistants. Lo and behold, what happens? The offense doesn't quite click, and they go into a rare losing stretch at the end of his Eagles tenure where they have a couple tough seasons, and it's time to part ways and go somewhere new. So when he came to the Chiefs, he resumed the play calling duties. And I know and understand this challenge a little bit because after running a team for six years and understanding what that requires, both on the sales side and the customer success side, in my experience at a software company, you realize you can't do everything yourself. And, and that's a tendency which also can lead you to folly, thinking you have to control everything. But that said, if you are the most talented person in a particular area, delegating that strength is probably a mistake. One good aspect of a successful leader is that they know how to build that mosaic of all the talents and all the skills of all the people to make sure that the end product is the best it can be. And it's not that you don't want to work on your weaknesses. And it's not that you don't want to have other people rise up and build and grow their talents. But if you are taking away your greatest strength in effort to try to achieve some other goal, I think you've got the ability to underperform. And Andy Reid learned that. What's his performance been like for Kansas City? Well, how about this? In, I believe, 11 seasons, he's got 10 playoff appearances, and he's had a winning record every single year. Seven and seven and missed the playoffs. They also have six straight AFC Championship game appearances. Let me say that again. Six straight. That's unheard of. And now he's going for Super Bowl championship number three. And this was the guy that everybody said couldn't win the big one. So Andy Reid certainly learned from that mistake. Stick to your strengths. Of course, shore up your weaknesses, learn to delegate as a leader, but you got to stick with your strengths. Here's lesson number three. Here's lesson number three. Always find the ability to adapt under pressure. Find the ability to adapt under pressure. I've talked about this in other podcasts. I think there's a real fine line between pressure and stress, or what you would call anxiety. Pressure is that ability to seize that moment. You know in a big game, you know the butterflies are going to be there in that big moment. You know the adrenaline is going to be pumping and your heart rate is going to be going. That is natural and normal. So embracing that and appreciating and staying in the moment and executing is what pressure players do. It's what pressure coaches do. It's what pressure leaders do. Stress or anxiety or the people that crack are the ones that often, and, and I know I've been there, I've been guilty of this beforehand in different capacities and in different areas of my life. When the stress or the anxiety takes over is when you're either focused on what just happened or happened before, where maybe you failed, where maybe you made a misstep, where you went wrong, or you're focusing in the future. If I don't do this, this will happen. If I don't execute this well, this will be the consequence. I understand those are both normal and natural. And when you're planning, when you're preparing, 
It's good to think about those things. It's good to understand your mistakes. It's good to make sure you do that pre-mortem of understanding what could sink you. However, crunch time, when it's the moment, you've got to stay in it. You have to block everything else out and just embrace the moment. Be where your feet are and stay focused on what is in front of you. Smile. Have some gratitude and, and understand that you can only really, you couldn't have this adrenaline unless you were in this high pressure moment. And you've got to make sure that if you do that, you can adapt and flow as things change. Kyle Shanahan, for the past couple of weeks, has had to do this constantly. In the Green Bay game, divisional round, I mean, they're throwing up a dud. They do not look like the San Francisco 49ers that were the best team in the NFC, and I would argue the best team in the NFL, who was an offensive juggernaut. The run game is not producing anything. Brock Purdy doesn't look smooth. Well, in the second half, they make adjustments, have a couple of key drives, and they go on to get that game-winning touchdown and beat a Green Bay team that nobody thought was ready to compete. So then they go to the Detroit game. And I'm thinking, man, you know what? I'm telling everybody, last week, San Francisco got woken up. They are not going to sleepwalk into this next game against Detroit because they're a kind of team that occasionally has a down game. But, man, they're going to blow them off the field. I like Detroit. I'm rooting for Detroit because they've never been to a Super Bowl. But, man, look out for San Francisco. What happens? 24-7 at the half. Detroit is whitewashing this team. So, what happens in the second half? Kyle Shanahan goes away from the game plan. He adapts. While they're usually a patient, ground control, methodical team, they took some bigger shots. They played a little bit more aggressively. And sure, they were the beneficiary of an untimely Detroit fumble and a ball that bounced off a defender's face mask, and then Ayuk makes this unbelievable catch. But... They made the adaptations. What happens? 27 second half points and go on for a 31-27 win. And now they're in the Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan adapted the game plan. Andy Reid, also no stranger to adaptability, to changing mid-game and having that game plan. I mean, man, you go back and look at 2019, that team, comeback magicians. Three double-digit second-half comebacks to go on to win their first Super Bowl in over 50 years. And Andy Reid's first. So Andy Reid knows how to adapt in given conditions in the game. Uh, I've never seen somebody more able to adapt under pressure than the 2022 divisional round. Buffalo Bills versus Kansas City Chiefs. This is going to be Josh Allen's moment. And it's the craziest game where there's four touchdowns in the last couple of minutes. And Buffalo scores a go-ahead TD with 13 seconds to go. Most coaches and teams are just going to panic or give up at that point. Andy Reid goes up to Patrick Mahomes and delivers one of the greatest quotes I think I've ever heard at pressure time. He says, when it's grim, be the grim reaper and go get it. He calls two perfect plays that Patrick Mahomes of the offense execute with incredible precision. They call their two timeouts, and with one second left, they call that second timeout. Harrison Bucker kicks the field goal, and they go to OT and then go on and win. 
so just unbelievable ability to stay focused in the moment, adapt under pressure, and do what's required to win. This year has been a really cool story for the Chiefs because guess what? The offense is not scoring 40 points a game. They are not the team that's mowing people down offensively. The defense is kind of carrying the team, and the offense at times has sputtered. Different offensive coordinator. And, and maybe there's they don't quite have the mojo they had in years past. But Andy Reid knows how to call the right plays at the right time, adapts as needed, and they know how to win. Sometimes you got to win ugly, and that's what they did in the AFC Championship game. They didn't score any second-half points against Baltimore, but they still got the job done. And so... This is exactly what high-pressure players do. They adapt as needed. They see where they are. And while the planning is great, they always know how to adapt under pressure, and they win. And I think that's a great metaphor and a great focus, whether you're an NFL head coach, whether you're a sales leader, or really it's anybody living your day-to-day life. You've got to be able to understand where you are, adapt, and that's how you win the day. So looking forward to Super Bowl 58. Personally, I'm rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs because I'd love to see Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes get their third, but I'm really here just to enjoy the game and enjoy the weekend. So if you enjoyed this episode, please share it out. Please keep spreading the word on the podcast. Want to keep growing this community of high achievers and strivers and inspire people to their best performance. So go out, enjoy the game, and we'll see you next time. Have a great one.